What's the best site in India? The Taj Mahal, the Golden Temple? For Rintwa, it's his market stall. Some years ago, he lost his sight and then his job. I'm Lisa from Specsavers and we help the Hope Foundation provide eye care in Kolkata. Rintwa was found to have cataracts. The charity performed surgery, which gave him his vision back. He regained confidence and returned to work. Find out how we're changing people's lives for the better at specsavers.ie. for joining us for another Senior Times podcast with me, Mairead Robinson. Now, a topic that many people shy away from is that of death and dying. And yet, it's one that we're going to talk about today. Now, the Irish Hospice Foundation have helped so many people and their families at this time. And they have just relaunched their new expanded Think Ahead pack. So to tell me all about this and what's involved and why we should know more about it is Valerie Smith. And I'm delighted to welcome you, Valerie. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Mary, and I'm delighted to be here with you and your listeners. Well, I think that this conversation is going to be of great interest to people because obviously it's a situation all of us and our families will find ourselves in. And I know that the Irish Hospice Foundation have given tremendous comfort and support to people and their families. So just in case there are many out there who are not familiar with the work you do, could you just tell us a little bit first about what the Irish Hospice Foundation does? Happily, um, Irish Hospice Foundation was founded about 36 years ago and the first work that we did was really advocate for the development of hospices around Ireland. And uh, since then we've evolved, so we continue to work with hospices, but we also work with hospitals, nursing homes, individuals. Um, but we really advocate, you know, our tagline is to grieve and die well wherever the place. And, uh, and so we work in end of life, death and dying care, but also in bereavement care, really providing the training and resources that the systems need and that uh, communities need as well to, to die well and to grieve well. Excellent. Well, I know that those who I know who have received support from your organization have grateful, are very grateful for it and have certainly benefited from it. Um, now, to this Think Ahead, I know Think Ahead has been around for some time and, and, and you told me that over 100,000 people have already received a version of Think Ahead, but you've just now launched a new a new um, 2022 version, so or edition, I should say. So perhaps talk me through that and tell me exactly what's involved in the pack. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like I said to you previously, we've had a version of this around for over 10 years now. Um, but because of some changing legislation, which I'd be happy to chat with you about in just a minute, um, and just due to some feedback that we've gotten over the years, we figured it was time for an, an update of the pack. Um, and so the Think Ahead planning pack as it comes now is a, a beautiful folder um, with three different documents inside. The first document is called My Personal Wishes and Care Plan. And in this document, you can write down information about yourself and what you'd like at end of life, how you'd like to be cared for, including where you'd prefer to be cared for. So if you prefer to be cared for in home or in hospice, um, you can put that into the document. It also includes information on 
uh, legal paperwork that you might have, financial paperwork that would be important for family members or those close to you to know about. It also includes one of my favorite pieces of it is actually a couple of pages that are just about how, uh, really how you'd like to be cared for. So saying, you know, I really like to have this certain radio show on, or I like to have the newspaper read to me. I like to have candles and flowers in my room. So things that describe who you are and what your settings would like to be. And I think this is really important because as we know, Ireland is changing. We have different religions and cultures here. And so describing what's important to you, because the people who might be caring for us could come from different religions and cultures and backgrounds and have different likes, just like we all do. So of you can course. really describe you know, who you are and what, what values you have there um, for your care. And it even gets into, you know, for some people might be interested in, in pre-planning, writing down what kind of funeral service they'd like, or even how uh, they'd like their body to be cared for after death and things. And so, you know, these are all very personal, sometimes hard conversations to have, but there's a lot of questions that are prompted in the personal wishes and care plan. I was so really, that's a lot even just in that first document. Yeah, I haven't even gotten into the others yet. I was just going to say that. I was very impressed looking through it. Like it's a very, very detailed document. And I agree with you. It made me smile to think of all the little personal things you could put in. Like if, you know, perhaps flowers in your room, different smells, different sounds, all of the different things that you would like to have. And of course, it's vital to do this now while you can, because you might find yourself in a situation where communication is very difficult. And if everything is, is written down and those caring for you have access to that information, they don't have to make the decisions for you and worry if it's the right or the wrong one. Do you know what it reminded me of, Valerie, when I was looking through it? You know, the Buddhist thing, the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying, they talk about I thought it was very good they and it's very true they talk about how in the west we put so much care and attention into all the trips that we do you know for planning a holiday or a business trip where we're going and what we're packing and we don't put half the attention into the biggest trip passing on mm. which mm. they do in the east and I thought that was very poignant and when I was looking through this document it reminded me of that and I thought well this is wonderful this is actually doing that which I think is I, brilliant. I I love that perspective. Thank you for sharing that. I'd never I'd never thought about it in that way. And you know, our your listeners may uh, resonate with that. But even if you don't, and you know, we can think about this too as this. Um, you know, it's a stage of life. Sure. End of life is part of life, and so how do we plan for it so that it is a, a part of our life that's that's rich, that's full, that's how we how we want to be living, even through the end of life. And like you said, we can't, um, if it comes to a point in our lives where we can't communicate what we want, this is when we turn to the Think Ahead Planning Pack. Sure. So we're able to put down in writing or, or even able to have these conversations that are prompted by the Think Ahead Planning Pack with our family, our friends, our healthcare kind of teams beforehand so that people know what it is that we really want as we move towards end of life. Well, I know that there are three different documents. That's uh, the first one, which I was so yeah. impressed with, and the very detailed one. Perhaps tell me about the other two before we go on to talk about the pack as a whole. The other okay. two documents, Advanced Healthcare and the Medical Summary. Yeah, so an advanced healthcare directive, we call it my advanced healthcare directive, but this is a document where um, an individual can write down what kind of treatments they would refuse at end of life what they might request at end of life. And you can even appoint somebody to be 
your health advocate, or, or the official term is a designated healthcare representative. I'll try and use the right language, but I want to make it as, as digestible as possible as well. Sure. But So you can refuse treatments, request treatments, and then appoint somebody to speak on your behalf. And refusing treatments is important because we find that at end of life, there's so much... Um, you know, stress and conflict that and we want to do everything we can for somebody, but we can end up prolonging the suffering and pain rather than giving a good quality of life at end of life. Indeed, and, indeed. and so being able to say, oh, there are certain things I really don't want or there are certain ways I really don't want to spend my end of life and being really specific about what those are, then this document can be used in your healthcare treatment and given to your GP and your specialist so that um, those those decisions are upheld. And they are your, your legal decisions. And with the changing of the law that's coming in at the end of this year, the commencement of the uh, ADMA, these decisions that you've put in writing become legally binding. And so your healthcare team for the first time has to follow those those pre-written, pre-recorded decisions, which is a major change. It's a huge it return of autonomy to, to the individual. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones, make friends with innovation. So what you're saying is these documents will be legally binding by the end of the year when the legislation is in place. Yeah, so the health, the advanced healthcare directive is the legally binding document, and uh, it's we've had advanced healthcare directives in our previous editions, and um, they're respected under common law. So as long as the healthcare team knows about it and knows what kind of uh, treatments people want, they're generally respecting them and honoring and upholding those decisions. But with the changing of the law at the end of this year, they do become fully legally binding. Excellent. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great change. It is a great change. I know that it's, it can be very difficult for families. My late parents both passed away when they were in their 80s and they had, um, you know, the months leading up to when they passed away obviously were very difficult for us, their family. Now, we had didn't have any documents like like this so we had to make some pretty important decisions which were difficult but luckily we we all agreed we you know we were close enough and there was no disagreement but i can imagine it's a very difficult time emotionally for the family but it can be very difficult if there's disagreement if one one um, family member wants one course of action and the other wants another it can be very difficult if, yes, if, if the person themselves hasn't said what their wishes are. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that story of, of your own parents as well. And I'm glad that that was not a time that had additional conflict for you and your family, but so many families do experience conflict. At the end of life, it's one of the hardest moments that we're going through when we when we lose somebody uh, close to us and our, you know, in our, our blood and our bones. Sure. And um, we want to do right by them. 
Of course, yes. And so there comes the stress of what is the right thing to do by somebody else. But when we have the opportunity to write down our own choices, what we want, we can take that stress and that conflict away uh, from our family. So it just it there's nothing easy about end of life usually, but we don't have to have the added stress and the added conflict as well. Indeed, absolutely. I agree completely. Now, the, the, the medical summary form, how different is that from the advanced healthcare directive, like the, the third document? Yeah, so the third document there is just a one-page leaflet that does exactly what the name implies. It, it summarizes everything you've put into your other forms. And it's something that you can bring then to your GP or to your specialist and say, look, I've filled out these parts. I've filled out these and I know exactly what I want or don't want. You might even go in and say, there's a couple of questions I still have that maybe you could work through with me. But then once that's finished, say, I'd like you to make a copy of this and put in my medical file. So it acts as another communication tool between us and our healthcare providers. Um, you know, we're working on the other end of thing to make sure that GPs and specialist teams know about advanced healthcare directives and know how to have these conversations with patients. But we also want to make sure that patients know that they can bring this topic to their healthcare teams too. And this is another tool to help make sure that we all know what we've done, where it is, what we want, and and facilitate those conversations. So then this uh, this document, you can bring this to your GP and um, show it to him, her, and ask that it's included in the file so that the exactly. doctor, or if it's a locum or whoever's there at the time, will know exactly what you want. So exactly. it, it's yeah. not just for the family, it's also for your medical care people. Exactly. So that with if and when the time comes that you can't communicate your wishes and needs looking through the file they'll know oh she's she's written this down before yes she's recorded this so it's another piece of evidence that you have done something and then we can look back to that full file and it's easier for gps and specialist teams to have one page document that can be easily uploaded into files or into online systems than having the full the full document but but as long as we know where that's stored, yes. then we can bring that in for the family member. So obviously, if somebody spends their last days in a hospice, the hospice will have a, that document as well. It depends on, it depends, you know, it depends on if the person has filled it out. So we, I, I always suggest filling out these forms well before you need them. That's yes. the best case scenario. Definitely. Having these conversations well before they're needed, it's much easier. Of course. Um, when the concept is farther away um, and the closer that you move toward end of life, the harder those conversations can be. And also there might be physical constraints and you might be able to make some of those decisions. Um, but many hospices do have uh, do have copies of the Think Ahead forms and we're working on expanding access to that so that GPs have them, hospitals have them and really finding the best ways to get them out into the community. So when when would you, um, uh, Valerie, when would you recommend that people actually fill this in? Do they wait until they get ill? Do they reach a certain age? Or at what stage of your life, in your 30s, 50s, 70s, 90s, when should you think about doing this? The document is legal for anybody over the age of 18. And mm -hmm. I would recommend doing it every few years. So wherever nice. you are right now, that's the right age to start doing it. Um, start having these conversations with the people close to you now. Because this um, they come into play 
under expected and unexpected circumstances. So if you fall injured and you can't speak for yourself, these documents can be used. If you suddenly become very ill, these documents can be used. And so um, they're... I think they're a necessary thing, just like we would think about having a will in place, just as we think about having a home insurance. These are just documents that we should have and review every few years to make sure that they're still up to date with what our needs are now, what our situation is, sure. is at, at and, present. And what you said a little while ago about the legislation coming in to make uh, to make it a legal document. So could you or should you perhaps leave a copy of this with your will? Um, together with your will, with your solicitor, for example, anywhere, anywhere that feels safe to you. I think that's a great, uh, a great idea, actually, to have it in place. As long as the people who need to know in your family know yes. that you also have a will and it's kept with the solicitor. What I like about these documents is that you don't need a solicitor to fill them out. So they are a little one, a little bit more accessible to people because you can fill it out on your own. As long as you sign it with. The people who who kind of need to sign it around you, a few extra people in your life, but they don't have to be a solicitor. So you can keep it in your bedside locker as long as the people in your family who, who need to know about this down the line know that it's in your bedside locker. So you can make copies of it and give it to anybody close to you and keep it where it feels safest to you. So when, when you fill it out and when you sign it, you need to get a couple of witnesses to sign it also. Is that right? Two witnesses, but is it? Two witnesses. For the advanced healthcare directive only, you need the signatures. So uh, one thing that I might take a step back and, and I didn't cover completely was this designated healthcare representative. So no. this is basically a healthcare advocate, somebody that's close to you that you trust who's agreed, okay, I've looked at what, what, what kind of treatments you would refuse. I look at the treatments that you would request and I agree that I will follow your wishes and I'll follow your decisions. And when it comes to the day that you need somebody to speak on your behalf and to make sure, you know, to be your advocate, I'll be that advocate for you. And so you choose one or two people who, who agree to be these advocates. So they'll sign the document and then two witnesses, one of them, uh, can be a family member, but another one needs to be not related to you. And that's just to provide an extra uh, layer of protection that that nobody's being taken advantage of in yes, at, at, at end of life and that and that the person who's made these decisions has their full capacity to make the decisions that need to be made here so it's just really looking out for each of us Very but as cool. long as everybody's signed those papers together in the same yes. time same place then it's then it's a legal document then your wishes your choices have to be upheld I think that's wonderful. It's very, very thorough. I actually think a lot of people um, listening to this podcast will immediately say, where can I get it? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have several ways you can get it. Um, you can get it by ringing our, uh, our offices, and that's a really common way that people can order it. The number um, is 016793188. So they can call our offices to order it. They can go online to order it as well. We also have it um, for those who like, uh, you know, technologically savvy folks. You can download it from the website as well, free of charge. So three different ways that you can get it. We're working to get it out into GPs, offices, and hospitals. So it's possible that a healthcare provider by you has access to this already. And if not, 
and tell them to get in contact with us as well so that we can get it out to them. We want to make it as accessible and as freely available as possible to the, to people all across the country. So the uh, the campaign that you have now since you launched it, are you, our... are you speaking to active retirement groups? Are you speaking to medical people? Or how are you getting the information out there? Yes, both and. So my favorite thing to do is to work with community groups. And uh, so we'll be doing a roadshow this autumn, uh, going all across the country and, and, and into early next year, going all across the country, talking to community groups about Think Ahead, um, going through the pack, showing you what's in it, and then hopefully being able to set up some some groups to get people to go through and, and finish them, them, complete their packs themselves. We're also training up GPs, practice nurses, um, uh, public health nurses, all kinds of people from the, the medical sector as well on how to use these packs and how to have these conversations with patients as well. So this is a big call out to listeners. If you're interested in, in bringing a training or bringing these resources to your community, you can also come and reach out to us. Our website, which I didn't say previously, is thinkahead.ie, thinkahead.ie. And that has a lot of resources there as well uh, for going through the pack and thinking about what op your options are toward end of life. I think that's excellent. So if there was a, a group, as I say, it could be an active retired group, it could be a smaller community group, they can say, right, we'd love to have somebody come and explain all of this and answer, you know, have a and a because people have all sorts of different questions. They can just get in touch with you and you'll be able to organize a representative to come and tell them everything they need to know or they want to know. Absolutely. It'll probably be me coming out there. Right. And uh, that's thinkahead at hospicefoundation.ie is a, a, a way you can reach us as well but lots of avenues to reach out to us and uh, and do just let us know that you'd like to invite us down and, and we'll do our best to arrange something there directly with you and with your community. I think that's excellent. I, I really appreciate you talking to me about it today, Valerie, because I'm very sure it's going to be of great interest to all our listeners. So before we go, would you maybe give that phone number out again? Because a lot of people just like to pick up the phone. So if you just Absolutely. give that phone number again, that would be helpful. Of course, the phone number is 01-679-3188, 01-679-3188. And you can even be directed, if you ask for me, Valerie, or public engagement, or think ahead, you'll be directed to me, and we can take it from there. Anything That's that excellent. you need. Thank you so much again, and it's lovely to talk to you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. making a difficult subject so accessible. Uh, thank you so much. And if there's anything more that we can do for the community, we're here to learn how to do it. Take care now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Why have regular eye tests at Specsavers? Well, they can help reveal health issues like diabetes and high blood pressure. Book an appointment online today.